a five, a six, a five, six, seven, eight. Hey, hey, I'm Emily. I'm Olivia. And this is Making Love and Growing Up. We're an educational podcast that strives to reconstruct a positive mindset around sex and singleness. So when I say the word patriarchy, oh well, let's clench your butthole. <laughs> I love daddy. my dad. I like to freaking Google it. Keep no, going. I'll shut I'm up. I'm trying to talk about Christian shame. If you don't know who these people are, I'm Emily. And I'm Slap it on and just get it on. Imagine telling your daughter that. Well, you shouldn't talk about that. That's bad. Learning what like a sexual partner is, and learning what yeah. respect is, and learning what love is. It's a hard journey we're on. <laughs> okay, Olivia. I've been thinking about this all day. I know, right? All day for weeks. Okay, I want to yeah. know how did pop culture through media sex ed you growing up? Sex ed me. How did it sex ed me? In pop culture, we're talking about media. And so what do we mean by media? Uh, well, you know, back in my day, it was like TV shows like Disney Channel and like uh, music videos and stuff like that, MTV, uh, movies and stuff. And it's still a lot of it rings true today. But we also have today like things like social media, Instagram, Twitter, where we're getting celebrities or pop culture or something uh, fed to us uh, in our pockets. So... Yeah, that's what we're talking about. In my pockets, you mean our phone? In our that's pockets. that's what I mean. It's right in our. The world is in our pockets it's these crazy. days. The internet age, smartphones. You know, I'm probably like eight years old, watching Lizzie McGuire with my friend. I don't know why she said this. I don't even know how it came up. But we're watching Lizzie McGuire, and she goes, "She has really fat arms." Oh God! I know. So. I was like, I didn't even realize at that point that someone could have fat arms. Right. Like, I didn't even think that was a thing. And then I was like, huh. And I'm looking at her arms and I'm being like, are they fat? Is that what fat arms are? Then I look at my arms oh. and I'm like, oh, no, I have fat arms. Oh, no. <laughs> so, like, literally from that point on, I had continued to, like, be self-conscious of my arms and how fat my arms were. And I can't tell you when... I felt comfortable again wearing tank tops. I still don't like wearing tank tops. Oh my gosh. So it's mainly about like watching a TV show and hearing the commentary of my friend about like people on screen dictated kind of the way that I thought about my own self, my own person. And I'm like at such a tender age, mm -hmm. right? So a chicken tender age. A ch I'm at a chicken tender age. A saucy. A fried KFC. Barbecue ranch. Ooh. When I thought about this question, um, it harkened me back to that moment. Now, there's one other moment that is more like, this is actually really funny, and I don't think I've shared this with anybody here, but... Um, well, this is a safe space. No one's going to hear. Right. This, is, this stays in this room. Okay. <sighs> I trust you guys. Oh, yeah. We ignore the <laughs> microphone. This is... Right, guys? This is a... This isn't leaving this no. room. No, okay. no, no. Oh, okay, good. Okay, well, then I can going. tell you everything. Just talk louder, raise that microphone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just uh, close to the mic. Uh, <clears throat> and thank you. The way my house was set up when I was little, uh, the living room was right down my hallway, and my bedroom was right at the end of the hallway. So I would go to bed at like nine o'clock. My parents would stay up watching movies. 
But when I wouldn't fall asleep, I'd go to the end of the hallway and watch whatever they're watching. Mm. Guess what happened one day? My parents are watching a movie. It's not even, this isn't even explicit, but I will never forget it. I remember being at the end of my hallway, like poking my little head out. And uh, I saw like people horizontally making out with a girl taking her shirt off and she had on a blue bra. I will never forget oh, that light blue oh bra. God. And uh, I was like, I think I was just like, what is, what is this? From that point on, my Barbies would do the same thing. And I remember I would like have my Barbies just like, I would like make like little stories with my Barbies, right? And then like, I put them like in a room being like their boyfriend and girlfriend and put them on top of each other, like with no clothes on. And I just keep playing with the other ones. Like the storyline's still going. And then my mom would come in and she'd be like, uh, <laughs> what are those Barbies doing? And I'm like, ah, they're, uh. and I'd get like super nervous and like, I don't know what's going on. I didn't know what they were doing. I just knew that like when you liked somebody, that's what you did. You got horizontal <laughs> and you wore a blue lingerie. Yes. I definitely. Okay. So music videos were a huge part of like my junior high, high school self. I used to literally just like, was it Vivo? I would just, or YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would just one after the other. Like I'm talking like Lindsay Lohan, uh, Avril Lavigne, Pink, uh, Rihanna, just, and every good, almost every good pop song is about unrequited love. So I think what I learned through music, yeah, especially pop music was how to be sad and how to be a victim. <laughs> and like, I think I loved the fantasy of being sad. And I would uh, sit in my room the first like I'm a writer and the first things I ever wrote were songs. So I wrote my first country pop song um, when I was in third grade. Um, oh inspired by 9-11. Oh! <laughs> oh, no. I'm not even kidding. Holy it's shit. like, <laughs> He fought for his country, he fought for you and me, he fought for his nation, his name will go down in history, daughter he still loves you, ever just the same, he did what he had to do, you just gotta love him back with no blame. I wrote that when I was nine years old. my god and then one day a car pulls up oh my god a man came out with a letter of sorrow letting a mother and a child knowing that they won't have a a daddy tomorrow (laughs) nine years old okay (laughs) brilliant and the fact that you can remember all of this (laughs) is uncanny oh because i used to just i wrote a book of songs a lot of them were written about uh my crush nelson so we actually, he actually asked me out via AOL and, Oh, um, you actually succeeded then. You actually No, but him. I broke up with him three days later. Oh, because you, the chase I is think, over. again, because of pop music, I just really loved being sad. I think I really you loved, loved being a victim mm-hmm. and I loved, and I didn't know how to get the guy. Mm-hmm. I, I, through pop music, I'm really good at the process, the writing the songs, the being sad, the crying on the floor in your prom dress, like, um, cause I did that when a guy ditched me and then I wore the dress that we wore at prom and I wore it on the ground it's like a long story anyway my mom walked in on me in my prom dress when it wasn't prom do you know how that feels do you know how that feels okay so no I and that's the problem I'm having to spend my whole adult life going oh I can't play the victim anymore oh like I my whole adult life has been like reversing what I learned from pop music of having to take responsibility of learning that it's not all their fault now Emily I want to ask you the question, is there still a piece of media that is affecting you to this day? Um, and are you feeling the residuals of the media that you 
like in like ingested digested Mm -hmm. shit out of your body uh when you were a child are you feeling that still to this day and how so i think i am uh as we were talking about this, uh, Britney Spears' Slave for You album comes to mind. I was in third grade, and I was not allowed to have such music, right? I had Zoe Girls, Jump Five, I forget what other albums. And, and behind that Upside art of down. jumping off the ceiling, inside out, oh. I'm a slave for you. So behind the art of that Christian music, I would hide burned CDs that I bought from Justin for three dollars at school and and I was a very good kid growing up but I would sometimes cheat on math tests and then I also kept these Ashanti Destiny's Child but yeah definitely I think Britney hearing the way she sang and that kind of sexy voice and like the song boys like when a girl is with them boys to love them and to hold boys when a girl boys when she is in control and she's like and then she's like I just sleep with you and you're like oh my god and you're just yeah and then that whole album just like bombastic love so fantastic within it and yours and you are mine and it's gonna be exactly like in the movies anyway and I'm I was just like yes 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 <laughs> Wait, how old were you i was like nine. Oh or, my god yeah and yes, so and then it. and then my mom would walk in the room and i'd literally turn down the volume of my cd headset switch it over like my Barney. you know those foamy <laughs> foamy <laughs> headphones that always tore oh you know oh, yeah right? so i, I would have yes. those on and like my mom can't hear it but i was just so upset like so concerned because i'd always listen to it in the car too and yeah. i'd always turn down every time she said like naked i remember it'd be the volume on turn it down a volume up turn it down I knew the parts <gasps> yes. when to turn oh down. God. I have a similar thing that happened. And so, but I think so like how it's really, I think how that affects me now is like, I literally have my personality. And then when I get sexy with a guy, sometimes I think I accidentally switch into like, Britney? this is my Britney Spears face. Ooh. Like this is my, and that could also be related to porn, okay. right? Like, oh, here's me. But now here's my sexy self. Here's oh. the self hiding behind the Christian art. Here's the thing that I have to turn down in front of my mother like here's the real me and you know I think sometimes like for a genuine I wonder how guys or women feel when because sometimes the women that I have been with when I see them turn on that side of themselves I'm kind of like who are you where did the girl that like I was just doing comedy with go and why are you making that noises I am also here experiencing pleasure like why are you being so loud so like I feel like I've experienced that on some level you know and so I'm like I wonder if guys I've been with have kind of been like why is she performing for me right now (gasps) performing okay yeah and that's funny and I I when you talked about like the song that affected you I I actually just thought of this but I think it's a song by Shaggy. Oh so I used to buy the Now CDs. And, uh, you know, there would be all, all kinds of songs in these Now CDs. But there was one, I think it was Shaggy, where it was the one where he's, like, cheating on his girlfriend and they're lying butt naked on the bathroom floor. I oh will never God. forget that line because I'm in my room playing with my Barbies again. Right. And I've got my Now CD on. And he's like, we were both butt naked lying on the bathroom floor. And I was like, <gasps> like, I was like, what the hell? Like, and I, I actually yeah. do remember the feeling of, like, shame and like i shouldn't be listening to this and why like what like 
people butt naked on the bathroom floor. Like I was picturing it and I was like, what, what is this? What is the meaning of this? And it was so like jarring that I was like, I remember like listening to it and being like, I shouldn't be listening to this, but it's kind of like really intriguing to me. Right. But whenever my parents would come in, it'd be like, switch, 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 switch. <laughs> you know, like, so it's the same thing. So, so we had this shame, but yet did you have a desire to be there? Like I had a desire. I knew something was wrong, but I thought this is what I have to get to in order for, um, guys to like me in order for me mm. to be loved and sexy whatever i didn't have that desire yet i think i was like i didn't even understand it yet mm. and i didn't feel a compulsion inside me yet to be like i want to be butt naked with something no not at all right. it's mostly just a fascinated fascination with something that i didn't understand that people apparently did right um but that was always kind of a hidden thing. Mm -hmm. And there's always experimenting when you're a kid, like my Barbies, for example, you know, like putting my Barbies mm -hmm. on top of each other when they're playing, when I'm playing Barbies and being like, they're boyfriend and girlfriend. They love each other. This is what you do when you do that. You know, that's how my little brain. So now that. you would feel like you can shamelessly play with your Barbies. Oh yeah. hundred percent. When I think of like how pop culture sex edited me, I used to play this game with my friends called Tony Hawk Pro Skater. And um, you like skate around and at one point you go to Hawaii and there's on the beach, when you skate over to the beach, there's these girls and they're like, why don't you do some like skateboard tricks for us? And <laughs> so you do, you do your little tricks and you get uh, enough points to win. And then when you win, they go, that was awesome. Do you wanna rub sunscreen lotion on me? <laughs> like as a reward. <laughs> and then it like fades to black and it just, and then it cuts back to you on like a different street, like skating, like as if you 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 rubbed lotion on them and then you skated away. <laughs> it's like later. <laughs> and so I remember thinking, like, does stuff like this happen? Like <laughs> I was probably like like 13 or something. You're like, does that do people like when you're an adult? just like ask you to rub sunscreen lotion on them in like a sexy way. I literally legitimately thought, I was like, I was like, this must happen. Like <laughs> they wouldn't put it in the game if it wasn't like kind of true. <laughs> James Bond. He was uh, uh, wild and crazy and adventurous and <laughs> slept with everybody. The Beatles. Performed on Ed Sullivan when I was in junior high, so that set a precedent for all of the the rock culture that followed. Yeah, and I think the music was subliminally informing um, and giving me permission to experiment. I remember the first time a guy put his hand on his, my breast. I thought, Why is he touching me there? <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't much discussion. Didn't talk about it with my parents, didn't talk about it with my friends, didn't even talk about it with the guys. <laughs> there's no there's no really talking about it at all. I think I got pretty much 90% of my sex sexual education from the Disney Channel. Like I would watch high school musical and I would like see Zac Efron lean in for a kiss and I would get an erection. But 
in my head at the time, I'm like, oh, that's because like I want that relationship that they have or something in media, sex and sexuality, like those messages were sort of, I don't know, they were just co-sold together. Like they were just so intertwined in like male, masculine, heterosexual, female, feminine, heterosexual. And then whenever gay, like whenever gay people, especially gay men were shown on MTV, it would just be this like hyper flamboyant, super feminine, lipstick wearing, talking shit on everyone type of gay. And like that type of gay exists, I guess, and it's super valid, but it's so confusing to like see that and to watch that and be like, oh, well, I'm not that, so I must not be gay. And just like have such a narrow view of what I don't know, just like gay expression of sexuality looks like. It's just weird, it's just weird and confusing. So Olivia, you saw something on the screen and then you mirrored it, you copied it in your own life. So with that, it seems a lot of these pop stars, whatever journey they are on, we are clearly copying them. We do that. We see, we copy, right? Yes. So what made us really fascinated about this episode is we were looking at pop stars' uh, sexual awakenings and wondering if their journey is something that was authentic or something to fuel capitalism. Mm -hmm. That's right, folks. Paid for. Money made this happen. Money. Well, as Miley Cyrus says in a recent song in Bangers... So that's not recent. Mm-hmm. Money ain't nothing but money. When you get to the money, ain't nothing but money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Miley Cyrus. Love. I, I, because, because of this podcast, I had, I've been listening to her for four days straight oh and I literally went into it going, I'm going to discover how bad Miley Cyrus is. And I, you came opposite, out of it. Opposite. <laughs> I cannot stop listening to She Is Coming, which is a great album name. So would you say pop culture's messages, even though they are exciting and fully formed, do you think they really reflect reality? Well, let's see. We get Britney Spears at 17. Wait, what did she do at 17? What did she do at 17? Let me tell you. She uh, put out her album, Baby, One More Time. At 17, Britney Spears is in pigtails, short skirts, and a tied-up top uh, singing Baby, One More Time. And... uh, you get these images of people at 17 um, and like you were just saying, like there's, there wasn't like an awkward phase that we got where they were like 14 and pre like prepubescent, but like they're supposed to have breasts already. Right. And like, but then it's 17 years old and Britney Spears is putting out this sexy album, which is like still innocent because I'm a, I'm a little schoolgirl, but also I'm like dancing around and with my belly showing and I've, my skirt is very short. And the same thing is like, what did it, can't be tamed was 17 years old right from miley cyrus That's she put out crazy. can't be tamed at 17 years old she's rebellion like that rebellion yeah of- we get you know your kid star thing like mickey mouse club britney and then we don't get to see like the in-between of like that to like suddenly you're like abs and dancing and hip 
moving. I don't know. I think that what happens is these kids are growing up like as child stars and like the child image works to a degree with what like is actually like kind of their life. Like, I'm having middle school problems. Like there's a booger under my desk. I don't know. Like that makes sense for them. But then suddenly their bodies start changing. They start liking guys. I mean, like Miley Cyrus starts dating Nick Jonas, you know, and then there's like drama with like Nick Jonas and her. And like she writes about like the she's got him on like this like dog tag and like, oh, what's that song? Oh my God. Um, the Sha. Like she's like Sha in the beginning. Oh, what's it called? Seven things I hate about you. That's oh, it. Oh, right. It. Yeah. That one. Um, anyway, so like they start going through like drama of like actual preteen things until they get to the point where like high school starts and like suddenly I'm supposed to remain in this sort of uh, childhood thing and it doesn't actually start to work anymore. So like if there's like a company like that you're under contract with that's trying to keep you uh in the in the system that's been making them money you money if they're trying to keep you in that child star system yeah it makes sense that you're like but i'm changing and this doesn't make sense for me anymore it doesn't feel right anymore and so like here's the thing though is that like disney's like okay you want to grow up we've got something just for you Hollywood Records. Hollywood Records is what produced Can't Be Tamed. It, um, for Hillary Duff, it was Reach Out and it's called Reach Out. And it's like Reach Out and Touch Me, which I did not know that this was under like Hollywood Records, which I will say Hollywood Records is part of Dizzy Music Group. So like that's like the transition record label right. that produces all like the mature content for these child stars. So, so that's their like transition. So they thing. say they're rebellion, but they're literally working under the same people. Yeah, it's just they're like, okay, you're growing up. We get it. It's not like this isn't going to sell anymore too because you now have boobs. So like, okay, let's uh, let's find a different angle here. What what? Let's talk. What do you what do you want? Yeah. And Miley's like, okay, like I can't be tamed. Like you can't tame me. You can't control me anymore. This is what I feel, you know. And so they're like, we can work with that, <laughs> you know. And, and so we'll, and they we'll still make merch. Yeah, yeah, we encourage it. We'll still make merch. We'll still make money. So it's almost that pop culture and pop stars though they are sending out good messages and it's fun and maybe the rebellion is real, mm. right? Maybe Miley Cyrus's rebellion, wrecking ball, bangers is, is real, can't be tamed. Yeah. But we have to view it through a lens of this has been edited. This has been perfected. Mm. We are not getting the raw meltdown, you know? Right, and we're getting the fully yeah, form. Because let's look at this. Amanda Bynes, Ooh. she was, wasn't edited and no more. It didn't work for pop culture. Mm. Her authentic breakdown, uh. her like piercings didn't work for a trajectory of a career. Well, let's see. Amanda Bynes was Amanda show. And we got like her being like dressing up as a hillbilly and being like, hur, dur, 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 and she was like this comedian yeah. younger, not like this, like Hannah Montana, like I'm cute and I'm dating Nick Jonas. Like it's like, burr, burr, you know, like doing like weird things, like all that, you know, like it's yeah. all that was a show that was like a comedian like it was like SNL for kids kind like, of wasn't it right uh, yeah which is but also the producer of that show is a terrible human being <laughs> did not know that yeah he has a lot of allegations uh <sighs> regarding pedophilia and so bless those people bless those bless the children kids. Bless I, those I, kids. I, we don't it's awful bless their hearts so maybe she made maybe Amanda Bynes made her um 
made her awkward phase uh, an act, not an act, like, but made it into something that was funny. So, like, she made her, like, growing up and being prepubescent into something that's like, we can laugh about this. Right. And then suddenly she's in, like, what a girl wants and, like, these different things where Which she's, like, great. obviously older. Yeah, that was, uh, she had, like, a, a good yeah, run. But I think she had, you know. Let's, let's also be real that awkward face doesn't always look the same. Awkward face is not always pimples and farting. My <laughs> awkward face was, like... <laughs> Like uh, self harm, like oh, so awkward. You know, That's, like uh, oh, what a I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Want to yeah. feel pain? I think yeah. I think my awkward phase was just anger, like mm. a lot of anger and bitterness and self hatred. That's what was my awkward face. I was not like a silly little girl. I was like a sad. Oh yeah. So I think oh my God. very much. I and I loved sad music. Oh, Fine Frenzy, Almost Lover. Like, dude, yeah, I, yeah. Well, we also grew. I feel like we also grew up in like this. Well, I know we did. We had like an emo phase. Like there was a lot of emo that was really trendy when yeah. I was from like I don't know second grade to into high school. Like yeah. it became like punk emo stuff. So that makes a lot of sense that like sadness was trendy or oh, something. Yeah. And I, you know, yeah. and, and like it, being dark and yeah. like Evanescence and Avril Lavigne, you oh, know. Evanescence like Oh dude. Like I, I love that. <laughs> Sorry, these microphones make me feel like I'm Ariana Grande. <laughs> so okay, but what I'm saying is what worked and what didn't work in pop culture. Like when Britney Spears shaved her head, do you think that was a publicity stunt? Or do you think that was Britney doing something and then her PR campaign going, oh, yikes. <laughs> oh, no. We've got because a runner. <laughs> we would say, yeah, Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball strategy planned. Oh, right? well, written by other people. Janet Jackson's Nip Slip planned. Planned? Planned. Planned. 100%. Let's get that, you on the yeah. covers so of magazines. So do you magazines. think Britney Spears' shaving her head was planned? She seemed a little... Uh, I don't know. Kevin Federline. I don't think that was planned. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think... She, like, she had some pictures where she was like... Ugh. Yeah. Right. So maybe <laughs> that, that is... So that's face. real. She gave us some real stuff. <laughs> I think that was real. That was like real I think real that Brittany. was like her can't be taped thing. Yeah. I think that was her stop controlling me. I'm yeah. going to shave so, my fucking head. So how do you... How did how does that affect us? You know what I'm saying? How well, does yeah. How does us seeing Britney Spears shave her head, like, affect an audience? My initial response to that question is um, we get such like a, a tailored vision of right. these people. And when they actually like break, we're like, ah, there's something wrong here. And I don't feel so bad about myself anymore. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Because it makes us feel because we're not alone. Do you feel like you get that on Instagram? Do you feel like you get authentic Britney Spears shaving her head moments on Instagram? That is a wonderful question because... I have had to like rethink my Instagram from when I first got on it or like not first got on it, but I've been on it for a while. But lately, as of late, I've realized how much it's specifically affecting my um, perception of myself. Trying or not trying, I used to just get like, uh, I guess I really like fashion. So I follow fashion things and I would get like photos of like these like influencers or whatever that have like, quote unquote, perfect bodies. Like they're filtered and tanned and they're in on the beaches of you know mykonos i don't know they're normandy. like they're, they're on the beaches of normandy storming <laughs> storming this that's reason these that influencers the, are storming they're the storming beaches the beaches of normandy. of normandy and i'm like why aren't i there i want to be out there they're like taking selfies on the, oh my god could you fucking imagine get off the boat like oh my god guys we're out here <laughs> 
Oh my god, I just want to thank everybody that's like died for my freedom. <laughs> Drinking a pina colada. Anyways, Amazing. point is, is like that I I was seeing so much of that that it was like making me think that everyone looked like that and I didn't. And like even if I'm following my friends on social media, I'm like everybody looks so good. Why don't I look so good? Like I need to take better pictures. I need to like have better angles. I need to lose some weight and go to the gym. Like whatever it is, is like, I need to, I need to have this because this is what everyone else is doing, or this is the ideal. This is what's cool, you know? And, uh, you know, seeing like models like Gigi Hadid these days or something like that, where her and her sister are like, we're at the Met Gala and blah, blah, blah. Wouldn't you like to be here? It's too exclusive for you to be here, you know? And it's like, ah, I want to go to the Met Gala. That looks really cool. I love art. (laughs) I want someone to dress me up in like a $1,500 gown. Actually, it's probably way more than that. It's like million dollar Gucci gown. I'm like, put me in a million dollar Gucci gown. So (laughs) I had to filter out this stuff because I was seeing how much it negatively affected me. And I had to be like, I've got to follow something that makes me feel like I'm not normal, but just like I'm I'm part of just humanity that is uh, real and authentic. And so I've really pumped in like body positivity, which is an interesting topic too to talk about, but body positivity accounts that like show real women unfiltered, like we're not going to Photoshop this or like supporting companies that are like, we don't use Photoshop or like we have sizes for everybody. Like things like that. If I get that in my pocket, then I feel empowered. Then I feel good about myself. I'm like, oh, I want to take a picture of myself, how I really, really am. Cause people will be like, I like that. I like how you really are. And like, that's just like I, I want affirmation, but like right. for being me and not somebody, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Gigi Hadid. And so, <laughs> right. And so uh, that's how I kind of had to filter out my Instagram. But is that the same for like what do you is what is your mode of like what's affecting you right now? Is it Instagram for you? Or are you getting affected by Instagram or is it Twitter or what is what's the media today doing oh, for you? Um, I actually do follow a lot of body positive women and it's actually very hard for me because I almost I think they're beautiful but I go it's not true oh it's really hard for me to believe that that's to believe true it. I see them I go they're beautiful they're in relationships but I I constantly believe that like if I lose weight I will have better sex even though that's not what I will preach if I lose weight I will be more in love if I lose weight I can manipulate a hot guy to loving me mm-hmm. and then I'll gain the weight back later on in our relationship when I put a ring on it yeah. and you can't leave yeah like I'm just like it's all I just I obsess over the skin between like my hips to my ribs like I just my sure. whole life I've been like what's on there not. that's making you feel this way well well yeah women Women's bodies in general, okay. yeah, and watching. I think you know it's hard. It's like watching HBO shows and watching those sex scenes that come up that are so freaking mm-hmm. hot, um, and then being like, "Oh, I'd have hotter sex if I." But that's if not true because like that? I've had hot sex, and you know what would make hot sex hotter is if I actually liked the people I was having sex with. That would probably that would probably do it. But Instagram, <laughs> I follow too many people who have are are gaining success in in the career of stand-up comedy and it makes me feel like crap that they're oh. that they're doing bigger shows and bigger shows and I just I have to I forget that like well they're not an actor they they're not doing a podcast right now like this they're ah. not obsessed with sex education like I am and like it comes down to we are all so different and unique and have different stories mm-hmm. that just the same way that one woman or man is not going to be sexy the same way uh 
our careers are not going to look the same way. Yeah, absolutely. It's the comparison, which I think has been going through like this whole talk is that I'm thinking about everything. It's all about comparing, um, whether it's like your peers or it's like, um, or it's a pop star, you know, like I'm going to compare myself to you, like Lizzie McGuire's arms, like immediately looking at like my friend commenting on Lizzie McGuire's arms and me thinking like, well, this mirrors back to me. Uh, I have fat arms and that's a bad thing or whatever, right. you know, whether or not I have fat arms, you know, so it's always consistently comparing to what like is being pumped to us as the ideal. Like this right. is success. This is beauty. This is happiness. This is love. This is sex. The, that's what we're getting an image of, but it's yeah. filtered. Oh. It's and it's for sales. A certain type of sex sells and it sells quickly. Yes. The Carl's Jr.'s commercials are a perfect example of that. Oof. It's it's like, it's shocking. It's quick. It's, it's breasts. It's breasts. It's un, It seems unattainable for the average person, right? Ooh. Like if I got paid to work out and I had enough money to buy all the organic food and trainer. I had a personal trainer and everything, I could also do that. But it's really like hard that. for these people who work 40 hours a week at desk jobs, have kids, no have health problems. It's not going to happen. Right? Not going to happen. Need to happen. So guess what? <laughs> How do I get you to spend the money that you work all day to get how am I going to get you to spend your money? I'm going to show you an unattainable object. And a quick way to maybe get there. Like I heard on the radio, they were like, cellulite, we hate it. It's disgusting and gross. Uh-huh. I'm like, sorry, did you just like, they just defined the radio just said cellulite was gross. That's Is not it? a fact. No. No, that's not. You just said that. You're selling a product to get rid of cellulite. Yes. You're and then you define it. It's like, <gasps> so what we have to do is we have to redefine. That's how people gaslight you. That's how you get mm-hmm. manipulated. You had someone tell you, you're selfish. And you go, I am selfish. Oh, I am selfish. And then selfish. you go, you're jealous. And you're like, oh my God, I, I am. am you're insecure. Why are you, why are you so insecure? That's how people gaslight you. They they redefine your ideals, make you believe a certain worldview so you can get on the same page and then they can and make they, you do whatever they, buy they shit from want. Them. The second I moved to Southern California, there was like a whole new sense of like body standards and especially, you know, being an actor and trying to go after something that is solely based in your image. And it's just like everything about the culture in Los Angeles is image driven. It's this horrible, vicious cycle because we see, you know, people on social media with edited bodies and we see, you know, people on billboards with edited bodies and the standard is now like a very slender woman with somehow these like magically perfect round boobs and it's like that's not a thing like i can say as a professional a fitness professional and someone who is trained to understand the human body and the human form that's not right and that's not real and that has never been real and it will never be real and it's so alarming that even though the body positivity movement is making its way into culture, it's so alarming that it's this separate entity that like we have media and then we have the body positivity movement. It's not fully involved yet. And I think until it just melds with everything else and everything that we take in on a day-to-day basis, then we're not gonna believe it. Media literacy is missing 
and there's a lack of understanding what am I being manipulated to think and what am I actually like what is real that's presented and what's not and like I think that's super important for us to get to, like eighth grade is a great example of, of a film that um, that kind of sheds away that facade and is a little more honest with us in the ways that most movies and portray characters and aren't honest but I think as we evolve hopefully as American society we we work on media literacy because and that's not just us I mean it's not just us it just happens all over the world but we lie about different things in different parts of the world you know and here one of the things we lie the most about is sexuality. We glorify it once you're an adult, and as you're a kid we rep repress it. And it creates this really unhealthy obsession with sex when you get to adulthood that puts it into the front of the consciousness as like a dangling the fruit in front of your face thing because it, it actually sells money. It, sell, it, it gives us a, a commodity that we can use as a commercializing agent. And when you're a kid, it's gotta be kept taboo because otherwise that wouldn't make money when you're an adult. Well, what kind of sexy are you? Because I think mm. if we're redefining sexy, I think for some girls, they are Britney Spears sexy. And I go, yeah. fuck yeah. yeah. Like, Britney Spears is a great dancer. Mm. Do not stop dancing. No, Like, I want to see, you know, and like, sure. Put a snake on it, you know? Put a snake on it. Like, <laughs> oh my God. in it, on it. Yeah. Pants, that's, otherwise, <laughs> reptiles. snake on it. <laughs> I feel like all the guys on The Bachelor, I'm like, all your bodies look the same. Ooh. You all, They all have different fa like faces girls. and skin tones. Yeah, but all their bodies look the same. And it makes me feel weird for guys because I'm like, I just want to let you know, dude, like you don't need to have a six pack. Right. I just want to let you know when I, I take off your shirt, like I don't have the it's too much. I know. And it seems <laughs> obvious for us, but I feel like we have to tell the guys this. But mm -hmm. how come we don't believe the guys when they say, I don't care? Mm. But you must care because it looks like you're liking pictures of this girl that's a model and not me. So but you we must don't care. know. Like right. we don't know. There, it could be just the douchebags of the world. I was like, it's just hot. the like, <laughs> and also girls who are just like he is like, t like he's too fat. He's too skinny. I'm like, yeah, you're also too uh, boring. <laughs> and uh, oh my god. I'm going to talk to women and men, but obviously women I'm better at speaking for or to. Because you are one. Because I am one and identify as one. That women, we should explore the option that sexy is a broad term and that there are different kinds of sexy. The same way there are different kinds of pop stars that are mm -hmm. needed. Like Billie Eilish, Avril Lavigne, Britney Spears... Um, Ariana Grande they're all different all these bands and it's and I think it's because different people are attracted to different things so if we could redefine what sexy is to us and looked at our own bodies and our own personalities and we're like what's sexy about my personality mm -hmm. and realize too that men also desire or women desire that difference as well yeah it depends on what you're like attracted to because like some guys are like you know, magazine hot or whatever you want to call it. And like, I don't find that attractive at all, but it could it, like, there could have been another guy in a magazine where I'm like, hello sailor, you know? So, it's like, so it's like, it just depends, you know? And so if you want, like, that's the thing too, is like, I think the hot thing of like the models and stuff, like that is apparently, or like it's being sold to us as like, this is universally hot. Like right. whatever, you know, any, anyone across the board is going to say, oh, that's hot, you know, or whatever, that's hot. Um, but like at the same time, like it really comes down to an individualistic sort of attraction. If, if that's what this is about, if do this you, is what this is about attracting other people, you Olivia, know, do you believe that? Do you believe that a guy 
yeah. you'll be attracted. Okay. And so, it took me forever to. Well, the, it's not when like did to, that happen? Because you had all, recently. Really? Well, I mean, I think it comes down to like when I had to dig inside myself and realize like that I'm like, I'm like, I'm not attracted to everybody and I'm a human being. And if a guy's like, you know, he's not into me, then he's just not into me. Like, I, th- I hope, I think that someone along the line would like find me attractive. You know, if it's not him, like, okay, well, you know, I was attracted to him, but he's not attracted to me. I don't like, that's so hard to not take personally. <laughs> it's not like easy to oh, feel the totally. weight of that. But like, at the same time, I'm like, <sighs> you know, like if... It really comes down to like loving who you are as a person in order for that to be viable. You're like, no, I am a valuable person and this person doesn't define that worth. Like just because he's not attracted to me doesn't mean that like I don't, I'm not attractive to some people or like the people that eventually like I would want to attract, you know? So you have to like hone into on, on that, like as like a pillar of your own self-worth and self-love in order for that to translate into like you being able to potentially brush off the guys that are like nah, you know, like, or like I talked to you for three hours, but you still like, don't want to ask for my number. Okay. Like I thought we had something going here, but maybe not like, all right, cool. Like, let's just be friends or something. That's fine. So, you know, it, th- this is not an easy task. Like I don't want to make this sound easy because it's not, it yeah. takes a lot of like digging and work to do that. Because I, and I'm sure a lot of other people want to throw up when people are like, just like love yourself. Right. It's so self love. It's such I'm a like, cliche. Can thing. you shut up? I can you seriously <laughs> so you're shut like up? Thinking as I'm saying like, this right now, you're like, can I you want to post up, a picture <laughs> of I want to post a booty pic on Instagram and being like, I hate everything. <laughs> just like like some days it's just like I don't love myself. Some yeah. days I see like my curvy hips and I'm like, sure. I don't love this body. I am upset right. with this oh, body. God. When I'm bloated and breaking out, are you fucking kidding? I'm yeah. angry. It's really with my hard body. to post a picture and be like, I love myself. So was there was While it I'm through, crying. was it through <laughs> media that you learned how to love yourself? Mm. No, it took my uh, uh, breakdown, anxiety and depression to realize something was really wrong. And I had to like look at like psychology and not self-help, but like things about vulnerability and uh, authenticity. And and it, it's been literally like four, four years of like actually hardcore, like going to therapy. Okay. You know, so with therapy, outside counseling, talking with people, research. Yeah. Research. What a hot word. Research. Research. So good. Yeah. And when it comes down to research, media literacy, um, real quick, when it comes down to it, like <laughs> being literate for media in order to like be able to process things well and actually like vet out things like, ah, this was clearly like, you know, Brad and Jen are getting married. I don't actually know if they're getting married, but OK Magazine set, like gave me a picture of Jen Aniston with a engagement ring on. I don't actually know. Maybe she just decided to wear a ring that day. I don't know. Like, so it's like to, to know that some of these things are just trying to make you buy their magazine is so important. <laughs> oh, have it, I think having a, an awareness when we take in media that it is based, that is filtered. There are thousands of people with jobs behind each like Person, song, influencer, film, influencer, assistance there is scheduling there are google docs massive companies absolutely people. people there is a process and i think that's what we might be missing in in the trajectory of these sexual awakenings in pop culture mm. is their process mm-hmm. and the behind the scenes and things that are hidden we it. don't get 
like we don't see the uh, potentially the awkward stage yeah. that brings you to 17-year-old Britney, 17-year-old Miley Cyrus, you know, or yeah. it's just sort of filtered by TV. Yeah. And because of art, we don't want to see the process. We like this podcast we're not just sitting here talking. That would be <sighs> disgusting. We hate those podcasts. Yeah. Also, if you hate this podcast, that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> if you're still listening and you still hate this podcast, I want to talk to you because I'm very curious to why you've been listening. You, yeah, you don't need to yeah. still be like, here. Do you, you hate leave. me or do you love that's me? That's the thing. You There's can leave. Fine. Instagram, you can leave. You, you can don't leave. have to keep looking at it. You can yeah. leave or yeah. unfollow okay, it. Okay, let's stop nagging them, okay? <laughs> it makes us wa- makes them want us more, actually. Oh. Oh, nagging, yeah. But nagging? to an extent, nagging? Or Guys is it like nagging? nagging? I thought nagging is like, I'm oh, going to insult you so you like me. Oh. And then nagging is I'm like, do the dishes. Oh. Yeah. Or you can nag someone and be like, do the dishes. Oh. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> things are filtered. And like, like I want to look at a painting. There's a reason why when we see those fast forward Instagram, they're fast forwarded. I'm not going to sit and watch you paint for hours. You spend like 45 hours. Maybe give me a picture of your, like, uh, the doodle that you did that, like, didn't work. I would love to see that. You know, like, I tried this first and it oh, didn't work. Oh, the fails. And maybe there's a better way to be authentic, but it's a finished piece of work. Right. And so. and the other thing, too, is I think it's very important that, like, even knowing, like, probably a lot of people know that things are filtered, but, like, it's really up to you to work to, like, filter them yourself for things that are going to help you. So it's a lot of, like... Uh, yeah, this is filtered, but like if I don't do my own filtering, yeah. this might negatively affect yeah. me because I'm like going to keep seeing these things. It's constantly, it's habitual. It becomes like grooves in your brain where like this is all I'm seeing and this is all I know and this is all that's real. When it's like, no, you have to filter that stuff out right. or else it's going to. So I think also I like what you said. Um, so as we're intaking, I think it's very important when I was just doing stand up and I was only doing stand up, I'm only going to shows, I'm only intaking comedy. I started to notice that I, my worldview was kind of shrinking and I started started losing touch with reality so maybe if you're intaking instagram there's nothing wrong with that intake instagram but maybe we need to like crossfit it you know and and so if you're intaking a bunch of instagram also maybe see what donald trump talked about last week so do your do your work do your research this is going to help you a lot yeah to do that work yeah to filter to have your own filter anytime you're insecure about something just keep googling it go down the internet (laughs) hole (laughs) maybe but like check your sources (laughs) So wrapping up media literacy, uh, you know, you don't know where the money is coming from that's pushing these things out to you. So it's really important for you to, um, you know, check your filters while you're doing something. Yeah, as, you, as you're taking in and processing the material that's going in, uh, cross-reference it. See what's going on. If you have questions, insecurities, talk about it with people mm-hmm. you trust. And be curious. Don't be afraid to, like, actually, you know, think about these things critically because that's really important. Um, and think critically and actively about the sources that you're getting these stuff from. And, like, do you actually think that there's money behind this? Because most likely the answer is yes. And like, it's trying to get you to buy something, buy into whatever, buy into a person, buy into a product. So, you know, you have to really think about this stuff because it could just get you down. And figure out what kind of sexy you are. Ooh, we'll have to make a quiz. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. It's just you or me. Those are the options. Are you Olivia or Emily? Oh, gross. Okay, great. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. We love you so much. Okay, bye. Wow, thanks so much for listening to Making Love and Growing Up. But I have to say, 
Olivia and I could not make this podcast happen without our team. That's right. There's other people you cannot see making us sound like better humans than we actually are. Thank you to our audio technician, Aiden DeYoung. Ugh, we love him. He records and mixes our precious little voices for you to hear. Thank you to our producer and editor, Kayla Myers. She is the sole reason Olivia and I can sleep at night knowing everything will be okay. And thank you to all our interviewees this week. We couldn't do this without your willingness to openly share your experiences. If you like what you just heard, please subscribe, rate, and review. This helps us out a ton and lets us know what you think. Honestly, we want to know. What are you thinking? You can find us on Instagram at mlgu.podcast and on Facebook at Making Love and Growing Up. Finally, if you have any feedback on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at makingloveandgrowingup at gmail.com. We'd love to read episode feedback, personal stories, and even topics you want to hear more about. That's right. We care. Looking forward to hearing from you. This is MLGU signing off. He fought for his country, he fought for you and me, he fought for his nation, his name will go down in history, mother he still loves you, ever just the same, he did what he had to do, you just gotta love him back with no blame. I feel good.